0: hey i'm matt i'm zach and this is mz car guys podcast number
1: three yeah Oh, uh, geez louise we're starting to roll right along with these uh so you can find us on social media on instagram twitter and youtube mm-hmm. at mz at mz car guys uh that's matt zach car guys because we're that original uh so matt what's on the daca today
0: uh, well, the uh, the big thing today, I think, especially with uh, with all the auto shows that have been happening recently, is uh, and it's maybe a bit tried and true, but uh, the rise of the SUV.
1: I I don't think we really need to even say rise anymore. I think it's the you yeah, know it's... the yeah the 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 Cretaceous period is gone and the Jurassic lives. You know, I mean it's. It's the age of uh, the dinosaur. <laughs> all the little, small, creepy crawlies in the sedans and stuff have basically gone. Um, you have the uh, you know Ford's you know announcement you know like uh, several months ago that they were going to be eliminating basically all of their sedans, and now you have Chevrolet you know deleting what seven different sedan models because they just weren't selling um
0: gm in total i think yeah it's seven chevrolet particularly is three that i'm aware of the cruise compact which yeah sorry yeah
1: i i I meant uh, to say general motors whenever you're talking general motors chevrolet to me it kind of all wraps up into the same basic exact same company
0: chevy is chevy is the section of general motors that gets all the glory and for good reason um well yeah yeah, I mean the, the the cruise goes away and it needed to. Um the, the car had no place outside of a rental office. Uh the uh the vault was the biggest surprise though.
1: The vault was the biggest surprise. I think I think it's because you're gonna see something SUV coming down the road um that's probably gonna be announced, you know, within you know, probably within the next month or two or something like that. Uh yeah, but moving on, minutes, I mean you have Honda just, you know, released uh, yesterday. Actually, uh, revealed the, the Honda Passport. Um, you know, right. uh, the uh, the the CRV has now surpassed the, uh, you know, the, the the Toyota Camry as the number one selling car in California. Um, I mean, you know, you, you know, it's, you know, it's it's just up and up and up. Uh, you even have companies like, uh, the new company, kind of the new thing to talk about, um, this company called Rivian, mm-hmm. uh, they, uh, they just released, um, they just did the uh, reveal of their SUV today, uh, which looks fantastic. It's that nice, just old school slab style, you know, look of it, um, you know, and they, they released a truck yesterday with, you know, I'm going to be up to 400 miles, maybe even plus range of battery pack. Uh, the, the top of the line battery pack is large, you know, almost twice as large as anything Tesla makes. Yeah. You know, and so I, I think, you know, now I think we need to define what we mean by when we say SUV, because we get this a lot. We get people, what's a crossover? What's an SUV? What's, a CUV, what's when we say SUV, it means anything with a higher ground clearance and kind of active lifestyle appearance.
0: Yeah, that's that's fair. Yeah, I mean so then we need to back off from that, right, and go back to what is technically an SUV, which is a category that is almost dead in the car market.
1: <laughs> yeah, which is the old style body on frame, just like a truck, uh, right. with, uh, with a big, you know, torquey engine, four wheel drive, um, you know, high ground clearance, uh, right. You man, know,
0: man, go on rocky trails, you know, through thick mud, that sort of thing. Right. Um, yeah. the last, exactly. the last comp, well, the last midsize SUV. there are no compact SUVs left, um, outside of the Jeeps, um, But the last midsize SUV that I know of anywhere true SUV is the uh, the Forerunner, and it's not Toyota Forerunner is not exactly you know flying off the shelves, so there's no reason to compete in that space you know as a true true SUV. I mean, then you get into big stuff, right? You've got you know the Expedition and the Tahoe and the Yukon and the Escalade and that kind of thing, you know, that true full size stuff.
1: Yeah, you have the full size SUVs, um, and those are kind of the I don't know i i I think you have to uh kind of point to you know who the who the manufacturer is for all those which is General Motors um, they haven't really put a whole lot into the architecture of them uh for the most part um but one thing I want to point out is so so you were mentioning the uh the the forerunner. And this is actually kind of an ever increasing. Uh, there's 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 two genres within the uh, within the SUV market that are kind of exploding right now. Uh, one is the uh, the compact SUV, or uh, sorry, the, uh, the the subcompact SUV. So things like uh, the Subaru Crosstrek, uh, which mm-hmm. is probably the king right now, um, the uh, the Honda HRV. Uh, The Toyota CHR, Mm -hmm. Um, I think you can kind of include in that class, uh, the Jeep Renegade. Uh, Uh, Chevy. Yeah, yeah, the Chevy Trax, thank you. Um, But another one is, it's this kind of, it's kind of weird because it's been around for forever, but it's like manufacturers are just now realizing, oh, hey, this is a good idea. And that is this mid-size two-row SUV. Um, so yeah. like your 4Runner, like uh, the newly introduced Chevy, uh, Chevrolet Blazer uh, is coming back. Um, and uh, the Honda Pilot, uh, you know, you had the kind of the, the, the Nissan Murano, the Ford Edge. Uh, you could also sort of kind of include in these Um you know, for the most part. Um, but what this gives you is, this gives you the, uh, the, the decent gas mileage of, you know, mid to low twenties. Um, it gives you the actual cargo space behind the third row or behind the, the, uh, the, the, second row. Um, but it gives you also that, that kind of larger ish kind of feeling, um, you know that you just couldn't get now. <clears throat> Matt knows uh, my uh, my 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 dislike for midsize three-row SUVs.
0: Yeah, I and mean, the 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 use the use case is not is not very strong, right? I mean, you've got the basically the the deal is that you can carry four people and stuff, or you can carry six or seven people and almost nothing.
1: Yeah, it, and that's because the uh, the the storage space behind the third row, um, which in itself is useless by you know anybody you know other than you know twelve year old kids, as long as they're not too tall, um, you know the the you can fit not an entire ream of piece of you know not an entire ream of paper you know maybe about half a ream. Um, it's it is quite pathetic um i've i've always said that a uh mid-sized three-row suv is basically for people who just can't bring themselves to drive a minivan which is a much better option for a family if you want three rows yeah
0: in 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 almost all situations you're absolutely right um and and counter to what we're saying is clearly the american public is clamoring for these things because in the past i don't know four or five years there's been three brand new three-row SUVs brought, three-row crossovers brought to the U.S. market. You've got the VW Atlas, the Mazda CX-9, and this and the Subaru Ascent. Yeah. And they're printing money at this point. Um, and it's, we, we did forget to mention one, which is, the, of, to back up for a quick second, of the two-row SUVs, really, uh, the king right now is... In terms of volume, is the Jeep Grand Cherokee?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, you've got the name recognition. You've got the, uh, you know, there's there's a lot of things that Jeep does wrong uh, that, uh, that, you know, that we could go into and stuff like that. But one of the things they do right is all of their marketing. Oh, cow. I mean you want to talk about a company who has really truly established themselves. I think Jeep in general has been able to establish to the general public its off-road worthiness. Um I would almost say just in perception, not not in not actual, you know, form and function, but I think in just in perception of the general public I think on the same par as Land Rover. What do you think? Well, yeah, I mean, you've got... in
0: So you've got... Uh, it's it's sort of like the, the American version, right? Because Jeeps are generally thought of as being more almost know, desert and rocky, whereas the Land Rover is more sort of British, you know, murky and muddy. But half the price of a Land Rover, maybe less. Uh, everyone knows they're going to be stupid cheap to, uh, to fix. Um, there's a reason that it has the highest resale value of any vehicle sold in America because they don't break. You know, they're, they're really simple. They've gotten more comfortable. Um, yeah, I mean, it's 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 the kind of car where, yeah, you can get anything from a two-door, really small, nimble, you know, to all the way, you know, to a, I'm not sure what's a, like a Rubicon with four doors and like a, a shell on the back, right? you know, in all kinds of crazy colors and everything. So it's, it's hugely adjustable. You can you can still fold the, uh, the front windshield down if you want to, you know, and strip all the doors off and everything. So they're maintaining yeah. that heritage. still a body on frame and the things last forever. They suck gas and they, they're super noisy and people don't care.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, it's, it's funny. You bring up the, uh, the, the Jeep Wrangler, you know, the original SUV, uh, if you will. Um, and it's its its off-road capability is just superior to that of everybody else. I mean, it, it is everything in the world. Now, living with you day to day, um, I uh I've always said that, you know, a Jeep Wrangler is a fantastic, wonderful, superb vehicle to live with as long as you don't drive more than forty-five miles an hour. Because oh, after yeah. forty five miles an hour it just becomes an absolute wind howling hell.
0: <laughs> yeah, at that point you're gonna want, you know, earmuffs or you know, a very loud stereo, you know, something. Um, yeah, no, it's that's it's that's completely true. So and and that comes back sort of circles back to where this conversation started, which is around that is an at an SUV in the truest sense of the word, right? It's a sport utility vehicle.
1: Yeah. And, and 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 I think, you know, just what's annoying to me is, is when people try to, you know, when they, well, it's a crossover. Well, it's a, it's a, it's a high riding wagon. And it's a, I mean, if, if we can all just embrace SUV, that's just one thing uh, I think we'll do, you know, fantastic. I mean, you have the, you know, the, the, the tall wagons like Volvo's, uh, you know, XT 60 XT 70 uh, you've got um, probably the most successful tall wagon, uh, which would be the Subaru Outback. Right. You know, Out, which then, a then lot of road. No, no, just,
0: just to be clear, in terms of the the Volvo, you mentioned the SC60 and the XC70. That, I mean, that that's really more of a crossover than a, than a tall wagon. Are you thinking more of like a, like, like the, like the V60 cross country? Cause that's. that's no, a tall
1: well, that's the same thing. XC cross country
0: Well, no, but the no, the V the V cross country version is the tall wagon the XC is actually a crossover the XC 40 60 70 and 90 are, are, are I think we're crossover.
1: talking about the same vehicle anyways oh but God. yeah no. i mean it's yeah it's but, you yeah. know i'm sorry
0: see we don't agree we don't agree. we don't agree on everything
1: no no it's uh yeah <laughs> um but uh but you know yeah, yeah, I, I and i think the thing that appeals to people with these um is that as 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 cars have increased in uh you know crash test worthiness and so forth and so on one of the things that you've noticed is that you know, bumpers have had to Climb up a little bit, and so people want kind of a a a higher outlook around them, so they want this kind of perch to be able to sit up, and you know, and with the with the invention of or not with the invention, but the uh, the development that SUVs can actually handle corners by you know by you know centering the low you know the gravity the center gravity lower to taking the uh, you know the suspension systems and making them much more sophisticated now to where you know you don't have this kind of like rolling over effect uh, you know that, that you feel uh, you know in uh in a SUVs of old. Um
0: I think just to just to piggyback on that just for a second, I think if you if you step back in what I've observed, and feel free to correct me on this, but is that there are three oh, I factors that have, I know I know you will. That of three factors that have are the major dominant factors in the rise of the of the compact SUV, you know, um, rogue, CRV, Rav Four, etc. Right, a uh, Forester. Three factors led to the rise. One, fuel efficiency has climbed tremendously.
1: Oh my so gosh! Yeah.
0: In the teens and low twenties, right on these cars, you're getting res- really respectable mileage on these things. Two, gas is still cheap. And three, you've got a car, that's the vehicle. It's the length of a compact car, but it has almost as much room inside, cargo and passenger-wise, as a midsize. So it's a full foot shorter than what you were driving before, which makes it easier to park, easier to maneuver, easier to get in and out of a parking space. So I think that, you know, That makes and and if it costs the same as a midsize, you're not paying more for the privilege. Well, of course you're going to buy one.
1: Well, yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, you have, you know, Honda has seen just just uh, you know taking you know one of the one of the major manufacturers. You know, Honda has seen in the last two years they've seen uh, a significant decline in their Civic and Accord sales, but the CRV sales have exploded. Yeah. You know, I mean, I mean, right now, you know, you've got, you know, Honda is, is trying anything and everything they can to sell in a quarter a civic. And uh, I think it's now two and a half years since they've had any kind of incentive programs on the CRV. I mean, which is astounding. You know, I mean um, and
0: also just to to speak for a second, we can't we can't ignore the rise of Subaru in the last few years. No, um,
1: no they've they been, been, been breaking been. record after record after record after record. You know, I mean they've had, had how been many now yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. I mean I mean I, I mean just you know, I, I I don't know how many months it has been, but I mean it's been yeah. just insane amount of, you know, just run of every single month breaking their own sales record
0: i want to say a year and a half now
1: yeah i mean that's unheard of
0: it's it's, it's i i can't think of any any industry any 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 time that's had that um i don't know maybe the accurate with the integra at some point but you know that's they weren't an established car company this i i to, don't um, think
1: that you i think the last time that you saw anything like that i mean and 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 some of our uh, our listeners may be able to uh, to correct me on this um, i think you'd have to go back to the model t oh
0: i was going to get Honestly. i was going to say i was going to say the mustang mid 60s
1: well i don't think the mustang no, no i mean i mean i mean not not a specific uh, you know car i'm saying like the company itself yeah. You know, Ford had, you know, yeah, Ford had the Mustang, but you also had a couple of flops in there. fair yeah, point. Yeah, Fair the, point. The Falcon, um, yeah. So,
0: one thing I wanted to to mention with the Forester too is and this is to me this is really telling is uh you know, the 2019 RAV4 is a brand new vehicle. Toyota's putting huge marketing behind it. They're, you know, very proud of this car. They call it, you know, they've Car driver said it's the first rev for in years with a personality. Um, well, and... they've had
1: personality; they've just had bad personalities, <laughs>
0: right? Well, this one apparently is um, mildly, mildly charismatic. Um, is uh, <laughs> the uh, the ride I...
1: a sweet spirit? <laughs>
0: Um, the ride height on the 2019 Rav4 is 2.2 inches higher than it was on the 18, which is a big yawn for people Do so you realize it's now exactly the same ride height as a Forester.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, and that's because even though you know the because the Ford, Ford Edge, really- you know, the are the, uh, the 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 Ford Escape and the Rav4 claim the sales numbers um and you know and, and and Nissan Rogue also um and you know and, and and even though you know i mean Honda sells more CRVs probably in a month and Subaru sells Foresters in a year um but everybody always cuz i think i think think the Forester has the best reputation Out of all of them, it's it's really you
0: know. Consumer Reports says it's very safe.
1: Well, and I think the the brand, uh, you know, I I, Honda and Toyota wish wish that they had the brand loyalty that Subaru Forester owners have to their Foresters. I mean, okay. that's fair. I mean, they it the the I I can't remember what what the exact figure is, but it it is it is well well up into you know you know it's not a hundred percent, but
0: right. But it's I know it's, it's kind fair. Of I I I know someone who whose Subaru went bad, uh, head gasket. Not that I'm pointing fingers. Um, and uh, immediately went out and bought another Forester.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, if you have something go wrong, I knew somebody um, that they, you know, they 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 had the rear the rear diff uh, the rear differential went out, just ate itself alive, mm-hmm. and you know, you don't see that on a Honda or a Toyota. No, never. You know, I'm not saying I'm not saying it's a common thing on 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 Subarus, but they went right back out and bought another one. Uh, it was actually, it was an Outback. So, you know, it's just, it's just great. Yeah, no, it's, it's,
0: it's pretty staggering. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I would say the closest things in, thing in terms of loyalty would probably be the Prius. But uh that's yeah yeah all of myself.
1: Yeah, uh, although I, I, I would like to at least go through one podcast without mentioning the Prius
0: we'll, we'll get there eventually.
1: I think if we can make that a goal of ours to not <laughs> mention that car. Yeah. Um,
0: let's 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 work on that. Um uh last thing uh just to not to use that word again but um it's it's fascinating to me that Toyota has committed to making every single model in the lineup have a hybrid option by twenty twenty five. So which I think, which I think is very I
1: admirable. Think- I mean you know you have you have uh I know Honda itself has, you know, committed to two thirds of its vehicles by twenty thirty will be electrified in some way. Um, you know, uh, Audi or uh, not Audi, uh, Volvo has made that a a huge part of their platform now. Um, you know, and Jaguar now has the uh, the the i Pace, which is you know the the. The off-wheel, you know, the the, uh, the off-road uh, capable electric vehicle, um, and kind of tying everything back in, you know, Rivian is now, you know, introducing, you know, it's a a, a truck and a, a and a mid-size SUV, seven-passenger SUV into the market that are fully electric. So, yeah. you
0: know, yeah, that's and, exciting. Is and I, that Rivian I, thing turned real
1: that could be a complete game changer. That that could be the you know, the if if they're able to succeed, if they're able to to do it, um I really honestly think they could uh they could dominate a market, um, you know, kind of taking, you know, their <laughs> and and um and I'm not necessarily picking on elon musk but you know they they're they're not trying to you know build you know battery storage systems for your house they're not trying to send rockets to mars they're not uh you know they're they're not you know launching a car into space they're not you know creating a a roadster that nobody was asking for or anything like that they looked at the market they looked at the production. They looked at everything, and they said, "You know what? People want a long range, so let's give it the longest range that we possibly can with electric. Let's give it, you know, uh, you know, really good functionality. And everybody wants an SUV. You know." Yep, I nailed it. And it's,
0: you know, and it's, and it's so good looking. It and is. It's, that's the part that staggers me for a first effort. You now, granted, computers do amazing things, but you got to have someone work in that computer and it is, they are, they are both so good looking, the, the, uh, the pickup and the, uh, and the SUV,
1: and well, I don't have I... data
0: in front of me, but real quick, there's three battery options and what's really interesting is that the sporty one is the middle battery option.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, the fact that they have it—it uh, it has the ability to be able to tow up to eleven thousand pounds.
0: Yeah, electric it has, is good.
1: It has almost eight hundred combined horsepower, four motors, one per wheel. I mean, you know, it's yeah. just—it's just absolutely astounding. Um, I think the front end will take a little bit getting used to, but I mean, it's—it's it's not ugly. It's definitely, you know, kind of there and stuff, but, um, but once again, you know, it's a midsize three row SUV. Um, so can we talk
0: four motors per uh, the one, one motor per wheel for a minute? Yeah, go ahead. That is, well, they're not the first ones to do it. They're the first ones to announce it in a production vehicle. And I think it's brilliant. The, uh, the idea that you can torque vector every tenth of a second you can, so, I'm oh, sorry, in English. The fact that you can change the amount of power going to each wheel so quickly that you never feel a loss of traction, even in incredibly slippery situations, it's just amazing.
1: Oh, no, I totally agree. Um, you know, it's when when you... Uh, ...how much power each wheel, got so well computing power has you know has the ability to just you know it you know make small corrections in milliseconds yeah um and i, I would like to also point out they're the first ones to announce with production um of level 3 autonomy yeah their 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 whole thing is is you get on the freeway you set your destination, and I mean it's actually in there, in, in a in a in something that I read of theirs that that they say, you know, get on the freeway, set your destination, and take a nap, watch a movie.
0: Yeah, <laughs> if they if they can back that up, that's going to be absolutely tremendous.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I I think I think that's definitely, and I think how they did it, which is they they didn't throw out a bunch of figures they worked very quietly on the project they they put it all together and they released you know what what they revealed at you know the la auto show is production vehicles it's actual production vehicles it is is what you you know that's not Oh well, it'll have this at production. Oh well, we're gonna change this in production or anything like that. They release what will be released. They're just you know, putting I'm, everything together.
0: I'm cautiously cautiously hopeful that this is gonna be amazing.
1: Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, it reminds me of, uh, and I can't remember what the the really strange one was with the little uh, kind of little thing that popped up out of the hood and it ran into a, a you know a bunch of uh, legal troubles and stuff like that uh you know you also have you know the the car company fisker which ran into a bunch of legal problems and stuff
0: well so, sketch on fire
1: exactly so matt i think that's about it What do you have anything else
0: um i think uh, i think i think that'll do for a podcast uh we can definitely look into uh suv part 2 if that's something people would like to like to get into do more of a more of a deep dive um, yeah absolutely and, uh, both both where things are now and and where you know we think things might be going yeah. um, both both drivetrain wise and and uh um, packaging wise uh and and take it from there and then then of course we can also always at some point talk about what you and i think would be the ultimate people carrier and why it will never be built that way but um that'd be good for you yeah
1: yeah, the ultimate people carrier would be um I, I think I can just go ahead and say it would be uh,
0: you want you like want to get the
1: Well I, I think if you took a mid sized three row SUV, uh gave it actual seating capability, um, you know, basically a minivan with a higher ground clearance, all wheel drive, and you know, keeping the sliding doors. Um, you know, and, and make it more masculine. I think you would, you know, and put it in a, a, a hybrid powertrain. I think yeah. you'd sell billions of them.
0: I, that's <laughs> that, that's pretty much it. You don't have to raise it up much, maybe a couple of inches and um you know, make a roof rack standard, that kind of a thing. And, and you're pretty yeah. close to being done at that point.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, All right. right. Well,
0: Zach, we are, we are MZ car guys and uh, you can we are MC car social media.
1: Yep. And if you need to uh, contact us or if you want to give us any uh, suggestions or comments or anything like that, you can reach us at mzcarguys at gmail.com. Um, and uh, I'm Zach. I'm Matt. And we'll, we'll uh, hear you next time. Yep. Vroom, vroom, everybody.